Ireland's Class Kids Radio, how are you? It's Trina Mara. We were chatting to Pamela Laird there um, in the last hour just about her being an ambassador for the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland and uh, the memory walk that's taking place in September. But I'd love to talk to you, Pamela, about your business because, wow, you are a strong woman from going on the Dragon's Den to then going to The Apprentice UK. I mean, these are probably the toughest shows and the toughest judges you'll ever come across. You must have nerves of steel, do you? Well, I mean, I must be mad is what I think. I always felt like, look, I have this business idea. I'd love to take it to the next level. Where do I go? And I felt like I had been fans of these shows. So I thought, okay, well, is this where you naturally go when you need to kind of elevate your business? And so Mm -hmm. when I did Dragon's Den in Ireland and it went so well, um, I ended up turning the Dragon's Den off the show. So hence why I went on to The Apprentice. That was kind of my my next step. um, (laughs) As you do, you turn down a dragon. Nobody turns down a dragon, but you do. So remind everyone what your product is. So I have a cosmetics brand called Moxie Loves. So at the time when I pitched on Dragon's Den, we just had one product. And then um, eventually when I went on The Apprentice, we had three in the range. So yeah, it's, it's, a bit, it's been so, a journey for yeah, sure. Yeah, so the ladies will know what we're talking about. This is a product where, you know, when you mess up your eye makeup, and yeah. you need to fix it. Explain exactly what it is, Pamela. Yeah, so our first product is a liquid-filled <laughs> cotton bud. So you were able to kind of tidy up any mistakes. That was definitely our hero product, yeah. um, which is fantastic. And then we've moved into sort of waterless beauty now, which is kind of products you can take with you to the gym when you're traveling. Products that you add water to at home. So by 2025, 5 billion people face water shortages. So we're looking at removing wasteful water content from cosmetic formulas. Wow. Okay. So you add the water when you get there. Yes. How exactly. deadly is that? And they're more potent. They last longer. There's less need for kind of stabilizers and uh, preservatives included in the product. Mm. And the most, the best part is that you don't waste water and then you're not traveling with a, you know, if you look at a bottle of cleanser, it could be 80% water. Yeah. And then you spill it. it all over your bag and everything. You yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so when you went in to do Dragon's Den then, um, what happened? Did they want to invest? They did. So I had three dragons uh, fighting for, for a piece of the, of the brand, which was really exciting. Honestly, it was a complete pinch me moment. We mm. were only three months, I think, at the time trading. So I was blown away. Um, one of the makeup artists had actually been using it on the product on the dragons back. Oh, get in no there. Idea. Get in I there. I know. I know. I slipped it into her cosmetics <laughs> I bag. I swear. I didn't know. Um, but no, it was a great start. And yeah, so I accepted it on the show and it was just afterwards during kind of the due diligence and meeting with the guys and girls and it just didn't feel right so I walked away. Wow so was that the most nerve-wracking presentation of your life? Oh 100% now having said that the apprentice is Some people go in there and they literally can't remember their own name because the pressure. I did fear that I did fear that (laughs) I I had that moment of like okay this could I mean I knew what I was talking about but at the same time one thing slips like the figures go out of your head and you're Rude. Yeah, they're looking to catch out as well, aren't always, they? Always, yeah. always. And look, this, I mean, I thought it might have prepared me for The Apprentice, but it didn't. Because I mean, I was with my my mum before I went in. I could prepare, but The Apprentice, I was, I had no phone. I was living in London. I was, I had like no access to the outside world. It was mm. almost like Big Brother. So the pressure was just mounting even more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's funny that I've been able to do both business shows that are kind of the biggest ones of their of their. Yeah. God, I've got loads of ideas for like these little inventions and, and I, then I'm raging them because a few years down the line someone brings it out. And I'm like, why didn't I do something about it? I must no. talk to you again about how, how to talk. do this, how to do this. <laughs> so The Apprentice is as tough as we hear. I mean, on the telly, 
we all watch it and we go, I could do that. Why don't they just Google, you know, florist nearby if there's a florist challenge or whatever. But the the fact is, you don't have access to the things that you would normally have access to in everyday life, like your phone, like the internet. You don't even have a calculator. So when you're totting up how much you get to spend, it's totally off the top of your head. There's cameras on you. You're under pressure. And for me, I'm not a math brain. So I'm like already thinking this is just going to be embarrassing. I've yeah. definitely got something wrong. And you can tell the producers just sort of when they see it go wrong, they really let it go <laughs> really wrong. <laughs> Steer you in the wrong direction completely. Because I believe as well, you know the way when you watch it and you think, why don't they split up and one team go do that? And why are they all like sitting around doing nothing? There's rules, isn't there? That you have yeah. to, you can only go, so many people have to go to a certain spot and there's loads of rules around it. Yeah, there's loads of rules and you definitely don't see that as a viewer at home so like obviously the camera has to capture everything so if there's four of you you kind of have to stick together there aren't four cameras you know so you've Mm. got to everything has to happen on camera or basically it didn't happen so you can't just run off spread out and sell as much as you can you've got to do it as a foursome which is just so awkward and not how you would do it in real life yeah but at the same time I was always thinking I was very frustrated filming that show but then I remembered look if there's 16 astute business people doing amazing uh, it's not entertaining it has to be entertaining so it's a TV mm. show first yeah. and a business show second. Well, the amount of people that must apply for that show to get on is something else, really, to stand out. And then you see some absolute people who are like, what's wrong with them? Honestly, how did they get on the show? But you know the reason they get on. They get on because they think that they know it all. <laughs> and they they're do. normally the really confident ones, aren't they? And they're rubbish when it actually comes to doing it. And I believe you get no sleep at all either, but you have to still look glamorous. On, on you telly. get no sleep and that definitely adds to the pressure and there were people who really liked their sleep like I'm an early bird so I was quite lucky I like we weren't allowed to turn the lights on but I would flick on my little ring light ahead of time start my makeup otherwise you'd never get me out the door like 20 minutes absolutely not not enough time for me mm. so I would get up a little early start to get ready um, and then get back into bed and there was one time I think I answered the phone the phone rings like it's a big scene in the, the show it's usually at 4am maybe 3.30 and they were like okay you can never answer the phone again because you're basically fully apart from being dressed your makeup and hair is done and I just was laughing like well yeah. what can I say <laughs> I woke up like this <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's grand for the fellas isn't it they can just jump out of bed and they're ready in two minutes but like the girls have to get the hair and the makeup and the everything done yeah um, and then how intimidating is uh, is a sir I never get this right is a sir or Lord Alan Sugar so we would have called him Lord Sugar Lord um, Sugar so yes he's Lord Sugar uh, we called him LAS for short Lord <laughs> Alan Sugar um, but no he's extremely intimidating and he's very astute like he is he knows all about your business when you're in the boardroom. And look, the boardroom is 12 hours a day of filming alone. And Gosh. that, I think, ends up being seven or ten minutes of the show. So that'll tell you how long you're in there, you know. He's very, very honest. So you're just terrified that he's going to speak to you. <laughs> like, it's the scariest part. And they really set the scene for a scary day. So when you leave the house that morning to go to the boardroom, you're not allowed to speak to anyone. So it could be four hours after you've done hair and makeup and gotten into the studio that, the first person to speak to is Lord Sugar pointing a finger at you. So, you know, you're nervous. Like you just, they just set it up for the most tension possible. Yeah. Imagine in the real world if a boss was to point their finger at you. You'd have them up in court. You would. Listen, (laughs) it's not real world whatsoever, but I think for viewers, it's very entertaining. I can totally see the entertainment value, but at the the time it did feel very much like this would never happen. (laughs) And you know, the the most terrifying bit must be the interview part, the interview process, because if you don't have literally your leaving cert and your junior cert English results correct, 
expecting that CV, they're going to know about it. They will know. And do you know the worst parts of that presentation? You you have to give that in, I think, at your second interview. So you have no opportunity. Before you even get on the show, it could have been submitted maybe three months ago. Mm. So things might have changed. You may have forgotten what you said. There's no opportunity to update that whatsoever. So there are things where you're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have put that in. Or <laughs> It's awful. It's terrible. What did you have down as your hobbies? I always struggle oh. with that. I don't have a hobby. I don't think I put anything down. For, I definitely don't have a hobby. So no, I'm terrible. Because <laughs> the, <top, laughs> the top tip is if you write down hobbies like reading or something, have a book in mind because they're going to ask yeah. you about the book. And you, you can't <laughs> no. get away with saying, you know, uh, Facebook. So that's no. not going to work. All the products are out at the moment. I say you probably have plans for even more, but you probably have to keep that keep that uh, secret to you. Well, I ended up doing an MBA this last year. So I'm wrapping up um, my studies now at the end of August. So it's, oh, wow. it's been a really exciting year. I took a little pause from any product creation, really just to work on myself and up my skill set, um, which has been fantastic. But the brand is exporting into Australia. We're launching into Lloyd's Pharmacy in the UK this summer, which is so exciting. So loads happening. Brilliant. Send us a few of those uh, makeup uh, fixers, will you? Honest. <laughs> <laughs> I need all the help I can get. Look, it's been lovely chatting to you. Thanks so much, Pamela. Pamela Laird there, who did The Apprentice. She also did The Dragon's Den and she has her beauty products out now as well. It's Ireland's Classic Kids Radio.